What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. We are welcoming our audience from Good Karma Wrestling to this special podcast, Tales from the Territories. Episode two of Tales from the Territories is titled Andy Kaufman versus the King of Memphis. If you have not got a chance to watch that on YouTube or Vice TV, make sure you check out Andy Kaufman versus the King of Memphis. One of the most infamous stories in wrestling lore, TV star Andy Kaufman traveled from Hollywood to Memphis to wrestle women before facing off against Jerry, the King Lawler. Now, we have a series of these Tales from the Territory podcasts. I'll watch the show, and then I'll do a podcast right afterwards. So I hope you get a chance to watch Andy Coffin versus King of Memphis and then come back to the podcast if you have not checked it out by now. I'd like to let you know that every Thursday we give you Good Karma Wrestling with Brian Gabe and yours truly. We get a chance to talk about everything in modern wrestling in 2022. Uh, make sure you check us out 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific uh, on YouTube, and of course, all the Twitter feeds for Good Karma Wrestling as well. But make sure that you're checking out YouTube and also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Good Karma Wrestling. Well, you hear the theme of Taxi in the background, and that's because Andy Kaufman was a star of the television show from NBC in the 1980s, Taxi. And so I will give you my perspective of Andy Kaufman, the late Andy Kaufman, and how he was involved in wrestling. Now, after watching this television show on Vice, I read in the magazines as a kid about Andy Kaufman, the guy that I really enjoyed watching uh, either on uh, Saturday nights on Saturday Night Live or to be able to watch him on Taxi between 1978 and 1983 as a kid. But Andy Kaufman, who was part of cringe humor and anti-humor, I mean, he was a brilliant comedian. But, you know, there was something different about Andy Kaufman when it comes to comedy. Let me fast forward to 2022 and then we'll zig back to the 80s. You know, when you watch Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF from AEW, and you see him on AEW television, And he's just going after the fans. He's blistering the wrestlers. And he's walking it and he's talking it. And the thing that we know about MJF is not only can he talk it, but also is a tremendous wrestler. Well, if you ever see MJF in public on social media, or maybe you were able to be in an autograph line to see MJF, well, the MJF that we see on television is the MJF that we see in public. Whether a camera's on or not, MJF is going to give people the blues, giving them the business, talking about how they look, talking about how women look. It doesn't matter, man, woman, or child, MJF is true to the character. That's what makes him so different than most wrestlers in 2022. 
You know, there's a character that's portrayed on television in 2022, and then they shed it as soon as they go through the curtain into the back. When they go to social media, then that's the same person that we saw on television when it comes to wrestling. MJF is completely different. Very, very few times do you get a chance to see the real Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Well, same thing here with Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, back in the day, as I mentioned, a brilliant comedian, but he had this love for wrestling. I hope you get a chance to watch the Vice documentary on Andy Kaufman because for whatever reason, as a kid, he watched professional wrestling and he loved the heels. Some do, some don't, but he knew that, hey, I see Nature Boy Buddy Rogers on my television and he's doing a strut and he wants me to hate him, but I like him because he wants me to hate him. As a matter of fact, professional wrestling shaped who Andy Kaufman was as a comedian. As I mentioned, he did a lot of great things for NBC on, on several different platforms. But what he wanted to do is he wanted to be in the professional wrestling business. And so he went to Vince McMahon Sr., in New York. This is Vince McMahon's father, Vince McMahon Sr., who was running the WWF at the time, now known as World Wrestling Entertainment, as we know. And Andy Kaufman would go around and he would proclaim, I'm the intergender wrestling champion of the world. And he would be aggressive and portray this character as if he's a professional wrestler. But the intergender wrestling champion of the world. Does that sound familiar? Yes, you see men versus women uh, all the time now in professional wrestling. He offered a $1,000 prize to any woman who could pin him. Oh, this can't be real, right? Well, during the time of kayfabe, yes, it was real. He actually would go to a comedy show and ask any woman in the building, do you want to wrestle me? If you beat me, if you pin me, I'll give you a $1,000 prize. And of course, no one could beat Andy Kaufman. Even though he wasn't the biggest guy, he was kind of spindly and, you know, kind of strange, but I was able to twist himself out of a situation where he'd get beat down or get pinned. He wanted to take this to Vince Sr. And Vince Sr. said, no, I don't want to bring, quote unquote, show business into the pro wrestling society. Now, think about that. This is before Cindy Lauper. This is before Captain Lou was dealing with uh, rock and wrestling right before WrestleMania 1. This is Vince McMahon Sr., who would have so many shows in the Northeast, including Madison Square Garden. And he took wrestling seriously, professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. Well, Andy Kaufman developed a friendship with a wrestling reporter named Bill After. Bill's still around. I used to buy the After magazines when I was a kid, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and so many others. And so Bill After overheard Kaufman talking to Vince McMahon Sr. And Bill After called Jerry the King Lawler in the Memphis Territory. We mentioned it in the previous episode of Tales from the Territories, this podcast, that there were so many territories in which you could work. Whether it's Hawaii, Puerto Rico, Texas, Alabama, the Carolinas, California, Northeast. 
on and on and on. There's about 40 plus places where you can work that back in the 1970s, 80s, a little bit into the 90s when it came to the territories. And Memphis was a big territory. Anybody who was anybody had to go through Memphis first before they made it on the grand stage, either in Atlanta with the NWA or in New York with the WWF at the time. Well, Jerry the King Lawler was the man in Memphis, and that's the guy that drew the main events and made all the big money and was part of the promotion behind the scenes in Memphis, Tennessee. So, Bill Aptor calls Jerry the King Lawler and says, hey, this guy, Andy Kaufman, says he's the intergender wrestling champion, the guy that is the star of the hit TV show Taxi on NBC, a show that was shown my memory, Tuesday nights at 7.30 as I grew up in the Midwest watching that. I love that show. Andy Kaufman want to go to Memphis, a Hollywood actor in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, Andy Kaufman was so into this is that he would send tapes to Jerry Lawler in Memphis. Andy Kaufman would say, okay, I'm going to film some tapes and you can send it in to Memphis and you can show it on your local TV on Saturday mornings. It's incredible, but Kaufman took time out of his schedule, his busy TV schedule, to do this for Memphis fans. You know what, Mr. Lawler? I've heard all these things you've been saying about me on television. You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my Memphis style? All right, fine. I'm not afraid of you, Mr. Lawler, because let me tell you something. True, I only wrestle women, but I've wrestled women that are a lot bigger and stronger than you. Matter of fact, they're probably smarter than you because you don't have any brains. You're from Memphis, Tennessee. All you do is plow the fields and farm and the farm and the... Uh, is that how you talk to Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Lawler? Boo. See, Mr. Lawler, you don't have any brains. I'm from Hollywood. I have the brains. That's how I win my matches. I say the bigger they come, the harder they fall. You might be twice as big as me, but I've wrestled women that are twice as big as me, and I've mopped the floor with them. And that's what I'm going to do with you, Mr. Lawler. You challenged me to a wrestling match. I think you bit off a little more than you can chew. I'm going to wipe the floor with you, Mr. Lawler. I'll give you a little sample. This is what's going to happen when you and I wrestle each other in Memphis. Come here. What's your name? Susan. How tall are you, Susan? Six foot. And uh, how much do you weigh? 327. 327 pounds. That's a lot more than you weigh, Lawler. Okay? Watch this. Let's go. Come on, baby! That's what just gonna happen to you, Lawler! See? Come on, baby! Come on! Andy, I think you really hurt her. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have any money. Okay. She's poor. She can't sue me. See, I can do anything I want. Put the camera Come on. Shut this camera off. Andy Kaufman just wrestled a woman right there at poolside in Hollywood to show that he knows how to wrestle women. And again, this was the gimmick. As a matter of fact, he went to the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee, and was wrestling women. Did it several times. Did it the first time, wrestled some women, came back the second time, wrestled some women. I don't want to give away the entire show because I think you really need to watch it. But here's the thing that resonated with me the most watching this. It's one thing to say that you're the intergender wrestling champion of the world and you go to Memphis and you 
pin several women. But here's the thing. He kept coming back. Kaufman kept coming back. (laughs) You would think it's a one-off, right? You see today in 2022, there might be a celebrity that will do something in the ring for the WWE or AEW. And then that person goes away. You may never see them again, or may they come back for the next big show. But Andy Kaufman kept coming back to Memphis because he wanted more. He wrestled several women, and then he'd come back the next week and do it again. And then there was a scenario where he wrestled a woman, and all of a sudden Jerry Lawler stepped in. And Jerry Lawler said, hey, you can't keep wrestling women and beating women here uh, in this arena. And this is where it all starts. Jerry the King Lawler saw that at the Mid-South Coliseum, it was sold out every time that Andy Kaufman would wrestle women. Up to 9,000, maybe 10,000 people in that building to see Andy Kaufman wrestle women because he was such a heel. And because of what you heard there in that promo, that was just a sample of who Andy Kaufman was. He was trying to let people know, hey, you should hate me because I'm wrestling women, not necessarily physically punching all the time and suplexing and wrestling women. No, he's just getting on top of them. They're getting on top of him and they're wrestling on the on the mat. And finally, he's able to get a three count on um, on the women that he wrestles as the intergender champion. Crazy. Well, you know, it was going to lead into Jerry Lawler versus uh, Andy Kaufman. And man, you talk about sold out. Everyone want to see this television star in the ring against a legit wrestler, not a woman, a legit wrestler, and Jerry the King Lawler. pile drivers. And by the way, back in 1982, the pile driver was illegal, but um, Andy Kaufman took two pile drivers. Great story about that is, is that he laid prone in the ring and (laughs) Andy Kaufman told the official, the referee, get me an ambulance. And Jerry's like, "Eh, yeah, he doesn't need an ambulance. Just get him out of the ring. And Kaufman insisted on the ambulance. 
of course, Jerry Lawler said at the time, okay, you know what? Just get him out of here. He is in the ambulance. And the referee checked in with Kaufman again, who was laying prone, did not move. And Kaufman said, don't worry, I'll pay for the ambulance. And Jerry said, okay, get him an ambulance. <laughs> $300 at the time, that's what it cost. They didn't want to pay for the ambulance, but Kaufman said that he would. I want you to take a look at this because it is amazing to me. The thing I did not know watching this show is that Kaufman continued to go into the territory for more to be aligned with Jimmy Hart uh, for promos. He would come to the house shows in the Memphis territory out of nowhere, even though he wasn't booked. Now, for those that missed our previous episode in Memphis, the big shows were on Monday nights. Every Monday night, 52 weeks a year, they had to find something for the fans to come to the Mid-South Coliseum to watch. 52 weeks out of the year, same building, more likely the same fans, but they need to have different attractions, obviously, to influence people to come to Memphis to be able to watch the show. Well, Andy Kaufman not only went to the big shows on Monday nights, he's in Blytheville, Arkansas, he's in Jonesboro, he's in Louisville, he's in Evans in Evansville. It is amazing how he would go from Hollywood and just be go through a motel. He knocked on the door of Jimmy Hart, the manager, the big time manager of Memphis at the time, knocking on the door. He looked at a peephole, it's Andy Kaufman just coming right through the door, says, What are we doing tonight? And Jimmy would say, hey, baby, you're not booked. He goes, oh, we're going to do something tonight. And Kaufman would actually just want more. He was so into it. It was in his veins that he wanted to really be part of the show that even when he wasn't booked, even when there was no promotion for Andy Kaufman, he'd just show up because he was so into it. Here's a Hollywood actor that loved wrestling so much that he wanted to be able to do whatever it took for um for the Memphis Territory. He was just grateful that he could be able to do this intergender wrestling thing to be able to parlay that into matches against Jerry the King Lawler, a Hollywood actor taking on Jerry the King Lawler. Now, one other thing that's one of the most famous angles uh, in the history of the business, and that is Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler going back and forth on the David Letterman show. In the early days, David Letterman, at first, this was a daytime talk show. Then it became a late night show. But in the infancy of David Letterman on doing late night, this whole regional feud in Memphis ended up in New York, where David Letterman had side by side Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman. Now, for those that have been following the story, after those two pile drivers that Andy Kaufman had, he was wearing a neck brace. And man, he was kayfabe in that neck brace. He wore that neck brace everywhere. It wasn't, oh, I just got hurt for the arena and I take it off as soon as I leave the arena and go back to taxi. 24 hours a day, he wore that neck brace because he knew fans either in L.A. or in, while he traveled or Memphis would want to know whether or not that it was a legit injury. And the man would wear the neck brace all the time. He was into the the angle so much that he got onto the set of Taxi, and the people from Taxi on NBC would tell him, hey, man, you got to take that neck brace off. And Andy would say, no, I got hurt in Memphis. And it's like, no, you really did not. <laughs> How about David Letterman? Okay, 
How about how he still had the neck brace on? This is months after the angle where he got pile driven twice into the into the mat. Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler on Letterman. On April 5th, 1982 in Memphis, Tennessee, Andy Kaufman, the actor, comedian, and intergender wrestling champion, had his first wrestling match with a member of his own sex. The opponent was a very serious wrestling favorite named Jerry Lawler. Here now are the results of that match. Bang goes Kaufman. It's going to be a disqualification. Danny Davis, his manager, not believing it. For the first time on network television, they meet face-to-face. Here are Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. seat if you will first of all uh, gentlemen thank you uh, thank you very much for uh, being here Andy let me uh, let's take care of your uh, neck injury now when was the when was the match April 5th right mm-hmm. and it's now uh, almost August uh, uh, do you still need that neck brace on there yes yeah are you in a lot of pain well, uh, I'm not in uh, as m- nearly as much pain as I was, and it's, it's healing, but uh, it's still enough to wear the brace. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One of those kind of nagging, lingering injuries that... I don't know what you call it, but I just have to wear the brace. Now, um, <laughs> when I see uh, Jerry here, I've never seen the man in person before, to me, you'd have to be nuts to want to get into the ring with this guy. Uh, he appears to be maybe twice your weight, uh, and, and he's better looking. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, what was, I'm just, just teasing there, you know, but what, why, what was your motivation for wanting to fight him? Well, I had had uh, so many matches with women and I always won and I started really believing that I was a good wrestler. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, I'd beaten women the bigger than him, I really thought that I could beat him. And I also, when I started getting worried and thinking maybe I couldn't beat him, I thought I would just run away from him the whole time and I couldn't do now, that. Now, uh, Jerry, was there ever any doubt in your mind that you would have any difficulty uh, wrestling uh, Andy? <laughs> not, not really, no doubt at all. You yeah. see, I don't, I don't want to sit out here and pretend that I'm friends with this guy because I think he's a wimp. See, when, I think when Andy was born, his father wanted a boy and his mother wanted a girl, and they were both satisfied. Um, now, just a point of, of order here. Not, I don't know a great deal about wrestling, but it looks to me like you gave Andy that second pile driver after the bell. Now, that didn't seem like a really sportsmanlike thing to do. See, I, I notice a small smattering of booze from the audience and everything. And I, think, I think that the uh, people have gotten the wrong impression from all of this. You, you say that wasn't a sportsmanlike thing to do. But 
Everybody that sees Andy Kaufman the way he is now, you know, Mr. Nice Guy, very lovable, the Latka character and everything. This is not the Andy Kaufman that, uh, that I saw because he sent, he sent a lot of interviews and uh, uh, clips into Memphis insulting me. He, uh, as I recall, Andy, you, you kind of uh, just egged him into this, didn't you? I was you? just teasing in fun. Just teasing in fun. Uh, I, brought, I brought some of the small clips of things that he said about me, about some of the women that okay. he wrestled. All right, so let's take wanna... a look at some of Andy's harassing work uh, that uh, Jerry Lawler <laughs> had to endure via the United States mails. Uh, some videotapes. You made these yourself, right, Andy? Yes. Okay. Oh, you I'll and give Lola, you, that. you think you're really being smart. And so, you look, you know, look, I'm from Hollywood. That's where we make movies and TV shows. I take taxi in Hollywood. I make movies in Hollywood, okay? Yeah. I'm not from down here in Memphis, Tennessee, okay? I'm from Hollywood, and I want to have the respect that I deserve. When I come here, I want people to respect me because I am a star. I am a Hollywood star. You got that? You know what, Mr. Lawler? I've heard all these things you've been saying about me on television. You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my style? All right, fine. I'm going to send you back to the kitchen where you belong. I'm going to have you scrubbing the potatoes and washing the, washing the carrots. Because that's where you belong. So that's the beginning of the conversation with David Letterman, Andy Kaufman, and Jerry Lawler. And then it gets... As real as it gets, Kaufman starts to flip. The person that we saw on Memphis TV uh, starts to bubble to the surface on The Letterman Show. And then, this is what happens. And he was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I did to Andy and exactly you what I would I like to do to everybody that thinks that way. You're lucky I didn't sue you. It was, yeah. it was a chance to show him exactly what would it's really not, like. If there were, would you? Because really like. let me tell you something. My father said, my father said, my manager said, they all said that I had a right. I could have gotten a lawyer and I could have sued you for what you did and I didn't. And I just, all I want is an apology. Even you asked me last time I was on your show if I, if I was uh, going to have a that's lawsuit right. and yeah. I could have sued you. I could have sued you for everything you're worth. Well, and I didn't because that's, I'm not that kind of a guy. Yeah. You know what? What kind of a guy are you? So, Jerry the King Lawler stands up and slaps Andy Kaufman across the face. He slaps Andy Kaufman out of the chair. They take a long commercial break, longer than normal, and they come back and Andy Kaufman goes nuts. We're here, but that's not the case. Um, uh, is Andy, are you coming in here again? Or I am sick of this bullshit. You are full of bullshit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. You're a motherfucking asshole. As far as I'm concerned, you hear me? A fucking asshole. Fuck you. I will get you for this. Yes, those words were used on NBC, on national television, on The David Letterman Show.
Letterman would say to this day, it's really the, the segment that put Letterman on the map. Because everybody thought it was a comedy show, that it wasn't real between Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. But then when Lawler slaps Kaufman, and then Kaufman goes off and talks about he's going to sue Jerry Lawler, and all of a sudden, people weren't laughing as much. If There might have been a few giggles out there because of nervous laughter, but people weren't sure what they were watching. And that is the essence of the business. You shouldn't be inside. We all shouldn't be inside. We should try to figure out, okay, what's real, what's a shoot, and what's not. And in this case, people were buying it. Hook, line, and sinker. Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman. The last part of our look back at Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler, one of the great rivalries in wrestling, a comedian, stand-up comedian, an actor against a professional wrestler, was a story told by Jerry the King Lawler. Now, he's still in a roundtable conversation with Jerry and Jeff Jarrett, Dutch Mantel, as well as Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart. And they tell the story about now the late Andy Kaufman. Listen to this. Sunday mornings, we had the Jerry Lawler show. We're back on the Jerry Lawler show. We don't want to waste any time because I've got some things I want to say to this guy. Andy was there in the studio with us, and we had him on the screen behind me. Andy came on the screen, and he says, And let me tell you, let me tell you something else, <laughs> Lawler. Let me, tell you, let me just tell you something else. And he coughed a couple times. And then when that segment was over, he called me over to the side, and, and he said, I want to apologize for coughing during the interview. He said, but I just got diagnosed with lung cancer. So he was still coming and on our show after he had got diagnosed with cancer. We saw the uh, sad news about Andy Kaufman passing away, and I just wondered uh, if you had any comments to make about it. I'm really the wrong person to, to talk to about that. You know, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't like Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman didn't like me. Uh, I'm sorry that the guy's dead, but I would think that, you know, I, I always thought that when somebody dies, you talk to somebody that, that thought a lot of them. I hope that if I die, they don't interview Jimmy Hart, because, you know, I can imagine what he's going to say about it. It's a sad situation. I'm sorry about it. After Andy passed away, super kayfabe, absolutely. As a matter of fact, later on, when, when we made the movie with Jim Carrey, was the first time I met Andy's parents. And his father came up to me and he said, I just want you to know that we hated you for years. And I said, who? And he said, My, our whole family. We thought you tried to break our son's neck. And he never told us any different. Wow. You know, King, nobody really, uh, it's a secret all these years until you put it in your book, remember? Yeah, yeah. It was the first time that someone from Hollywood had given that kind of credibility, not only to wrestling, but our territory. I always thought wrestling wasn't real, but apparently, I guess, at least this one was. He was obviously not a trained wrestler, but he had an enormous impact, I believe, in taking professional wrestling into mainstream. He kind of so that's just a little bit of the conversation there. Um, yeah, Andy Kaufman, to the end, was into the character, into traveling from Hollywood to Memphis for the... Memphis Wrestling Territory, and uh, you heard him coughing there. He had cancer, and he died at age 35. But there's so much more to the story of Jerry Lawler versus Andy Kaufman. I hope you get a chance to watch that on Vice or YouTube when it comes out. And we will continue on with the next 
episode of Tales from the Territories next week. When it comes out, we will talk about it right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Good karma, wrestling fans. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. And uh, we will be able to talk about what's going on in AEW and the WWE and everywhere else. But you think about it. You think about MJF when you think about Andy Kaufman. MJF, everywhere he goes, that's who he is. The scarf, the clothes, talking about the money, and he's not breaking kayfabe. Same thing with Andy Kaufman back in 1982. Thanks for listening to our podcast for Tales of the Territories right here on TWT.